Hello and welcome to our summer edition of the Salt and Light Hour. I'm Deacon Pedro. Today, we're going to be revisiting some of our favorite conversations from early in 2023. We start by speaking with Joe Condit. He's the director of the annual National Men's Conference, and he will tell us all about the conference, which took place earlier in Cincinnati, and why we need strong men. After that, we will meet singer-songwriter Patrick Briley. In our second half hour, we will be hearing from Erin Berghaus. Erin's been on the show before because she's also a singer and songwriter. But she joins us today because she made a beautiful film about the Camino de Santiago pilgrimage. And so we will learn all about that. And we end the show by meeting a praise band from Toronto, Canada, Steadfast Worship. And of course, we'll also listen to some great music. Remember that you can listen to all our programs at slmedia.org slash podcast. And to comment on what you hear or to ask any questions, you can look for me, Deacon Pedro, on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. You can also email me, pedro at slmedia.org. We begin now with the National Men's Conference. Now, I'm not the first one to say, and so I'm sure that this is not the first time you hear this, that the world needs better men. We need strong men, holy and prayerful men. We need good and holy husbands and fathers. We need men to be the best version of themselves that they can be. And so there are lots of resources and events to help us men achieve that. But the Super Bowl of these is the National Men's Conference and to tell us more, I am now joined by the conference director, Joe Condit. Joe, welcome to the Salt and Light Hour. Deacon Pedro, thank you so much for having me with you. So what is the National Men's Conference? The National Men's Conference is designed to bring men closer to Jesus Christ. And by doing so, making them better leaders of their family, better stewards of their faith, and better members of society. You know, because once you start focusing on Christ, everything else falls into place. So that's the number one goal and mission for our conference to bring good men together to join in fellowship about our Lord. Yeah. And I think you kind of answered my next question because I was going to ask you why. But I guess um, why is doing it in the in the in the context of a conference a good way to, to achieve that mission? Well, good men need to come together. Right. I mean, that's just when good men come together, especially in the name of Christ, God takes it from there in ways that we can never imagine. So coming together in person is the best thing good men can do in order to inspire each other, find out that other men are struggling with the same stuff they are and mm -hmm. or have the same challenges, providing men resources. I am just it's my passion personally to bring good men together to for one common good. And the world has gone so far from the, the way that Christ designed for us to live in the secular space, you know, with everything we see in the daily, our daily lives, that it's important to remind men, look, stop, quit with taking in all the distraction, come to a one spot in person, meet other men just like you, like-minded, same exact challenges, et cetera, and let Christ center your life in a way that, you know, will change you forever. Right. Can you tell us a little bit about the genesis of the conference? Because obviously it's not the first year that you do it, and I'm sure that the pandemic years were not easy. Um, when did this all start? How did the idea come about? 
You know, it's in Cincinnati because this actually started by five men when I was in grade school in 1994. Wow. And it was actually the first Catholic men's conference ever put on in the United States, which is an amazing piece of history. Yeah. So it died in 2011. Uh, I founded the Catholic Speakers Organization, CatholicSpeakers.com. Mm-hmm. So as that started seeing more success and now is the largest Catholic-focused talent agency in the world, I marched into my archbishop's office in Cincinnati and asked him if I can bring back the godfather of them all. You know, every Catholic conference we know today, Deacon, is because of the Cincinnati Men's Conference, which happened in 94. So uh, bringing it back, we revived it in 2018. And since then, you know, we actually made history in 2018. Boss Rutan, the famous UFC fighter, came and told for the first time ever his conversion story to become a Catholic. And it was unbelievable. Wow. Um, so it's, and if you look at our lineup on our website on yep. nationalmensconference.com, you can see we brought in some of the biggest influencers. I mean, we're trying to lead the charge. I mean, everywhere from boss to father, Mike Schmidt, to, you know, now Jonathan Rumi this year. I mean, yep. it's just been unbelievable by the grace of God that we're able to put together these, these, uh, for lack of a better analogy, these ocean 11 type casts yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. where they're just mega star after mega, you know, influencer or mega Catholic that's influencing the world to be better. So it's, uh, it's been a real blessing, but that's kind of the genesis of yeah. where this I did conference. not. I did not know that. Thank you. I'm glad I asked you. So 1994, that's awesome. Um, so it is, I mean, it's a, Catholic conference. It's organized by Catholics. All the speakers are Catholics, but it's not just for Catholics, correct? No, it's every man. I don't care if they don't have any faith or where they are in their walk of faith. It's put on by Catholics, but on the you know on our website, we clearly ask, come join your Catholic brothers, no matter what faith you are, and come hear some motivation. I mean, we're even asking women to have watch parties at their house oh, virtually, nice. because even though it's a men's conference, Anybody can take away from the motivation that's going to come out of it. We have movie stars, we have pro athletes, we have clergy, we have, so there's something for everyone. And that's what we want. We want more and more non-Catholics to come join their Catholic brothers and get a different experience. You know, it's, it's, you learn by learning from others and learn from new experiences. And, mm-hmm. But yes, this is tr- traditionally the, the oldest Catholic men's conference going in the United States. Yeah. You mentioned uh, Jonathan Rumi. He plays Jesus in The Chosen, if anybody doesn't know who he is. Um, He's your keynote or your featured speaker. Tell us a little bit more about what else can people expect on that day and whether people can join virtually. Yep. Jonathan's going to talk about surrender. He's going to talk about his path to where God has brought him, fitting the theme of the conference, which is, you know, finding your role in the body of Christ. Um. You know, we didn't know who Jonathan Rumi was 10 years ago, and it's nope. amazing. He's one-seventh or one-eighth of the world has downloaded The Chosen at this point, which yes. is insane. Yes, it is insane. And also, uh, by the grace of the Holy Ghost, I mean, he's not doing many speaking events this year, so this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. He literally is hopping on a plane, literally hopping on a plane the next day after the men's conference in Cincinnati on the 25th and going to start shoot season four. That's awesome. So he's going to speak. What else, like when people go to the conference, what else can they expect? They're going to see the Archduke of Austria, His Royal Highness Archduke Christian Habsburg Lorraine speak for the first time ever in the United States at young age, 68 years old. They're also going to get to experience Father Robert Spitzer, Bishop Earl Fernandez of Columbus, the Archbishop of Cincinnati, Archbishop Dennis Schnur. We also have um, the pro athlete Ted Karras, who's the center for the Bengals, you know, protects Joey Burrow in the in the hometown of Cincinnati, who's an incredible Catholic and comes from a line okay. of Catholic NFL uh, players. I mean, it's going to be something for everybody. You know, we're okay. trying to engineer this to where the young folks that are coming are going to be so entertained the day by good. It's a one day event and it goes by so fast. 
they just wanted to keep going. You okay. Know. And obviously you want people to be there. It's it's important for men to gather to be in person, but can anybody join virtually? Anybody can join virtually. Like I was saying, we were encouraging women yeah, to, uh, you said to that, yeah. watch parties so they can quiz their men when they get home. Just right. kidding, but not really. Uh, but no, we want men to come. It's a 10,000-seat arena on Xavier University's campus where the Xavier Musketeers play basketball. It's a you know, A-class facility, and we're hoping to fill all 10,000 seats. Right now, we're tracking about five, 7,000 guys are going to actually be there in person. We're hoping to increase that over the next couple weeks to double it. So. Thanks to guys like you helping us get the word out, Deacon. It's uh, I think we're going to reach it. Okay, so the National Men's Conference, it's at the Sinta Center in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, admission? Admission is uh, virtual is $10 all the way up to floor front seats, about $60. So okay, it, so... In-person includes breakfast and lunch. So, I mean, we're we're taking care of our guys. I mean, it's going to be an incredible experience for any father wanting to bring their sons. And also, if you're a father, there's a discount. You just email us for a discount code for your sons because we want as many young men to be there as possible. It's really the reason why I do this. Um, but, yeah, nationalmensconference.com is where all the information is. You can get tickets, see the speakers, see the schedule of the day, Super. which we're releasing yeah, so we're yeah, excited. that's great. Yeah, and we'll put that link on our site as well, so people can find it easily. I'm glad you mentioned about the the fathers and sons. So no age limit. Is it mostly you'd say for adults? Like, yeah, yeah, it's, if, it's safe for everybody. In fact, Deacon, I'm so glad you asked that question because people ask me, "What's young? How young is too yeah. young?" So look, you know, when I was in third grade, I was already idolizing Michael Jordan. I was eight years old. Yeah, and I have yeah. full capacity of idolizing. So I want their third graders to come and see Jonathan Rumi and want to be like him or come see yep. Ted Karras of the Bengals yep. and want to be like him or come see Father Spitzer or any of the bishops Absolutely. and want to be like them. You know, So um, I think, in my personal opinion, I, I think uh, first grade on up could could really great, take away. Great, great. And a good good, uh, good uh, opportunity for a dads and sons to, to have an event together. Oh, yeah. Um, and especially during Lent. I mean, um, not a bad bad thing to do during Lent. Okay, Absolutely. Joe. Great. It's been great uh, meeting you. Thank you for telling it. Thank you for doing the work that you're doing and for bringing the conference back and for uh, telling us all about it today. Deacon Pedro, thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for having this show and influencing so many souls for Christ. God bless you. Thanks for having me on. Joe Condit is the producer, director, and chairman of the National Men's Conference. You can find out more at nationalmensconference.com. Here now is Patrick Briley with his newest single, best as I can. I've been hearing songs about love that just ain't right. It ain't a feeling, it ain't an obsession, it's a sacrifice. And I could sing about how I'd offer up my life for you. Believe me, three and three would be five If that wasn't true But I Won't say I love you Just because I'm supposed to It's what you deserve For me to be honest with you Take my hand I promise you that No matter what happens 
I'll treat you right just as best as I can as best as I can as best as I can I'll give you my love just as best as I can promise to a tune But I'm not here for feeling alright I'm here for you So I, I won't say I love you Just because I'm supposed to what you deserve for me to be honest with you I know that I am a broken man but would you be so kind as to take my hand I promise you that no matter what happens I'll treat you right just as best as I can as best as I can as best as I can I'll give you my love just as best as I That was Patrick Briley with his newest single, Best As I Can. Patrick Briley grew up in California. He graduated with a nursing degree from Franciscan University uh, in Steubenville. But he has been doing music for a long time. He spent many years studying music theory. He plays the piano and guitar. He writes music. He used to play in a jazz band and regularly performed in a local restaurant. He has lots of original music, some that we've been listening to today. And he's been releasing singles throughout the year, but Patrick is working on an album that he crowdfunded. And so to tell us more, I am now joined by Patrick Briley. Pat, welcome to the Sultanite Hour. Thank you. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me. So you grew up in California. What, what was that like? like yeah, was it was good. Like? I, yeah, I grew up in Salinas, California. Um, I have four siblings Yeah, raised in a Catholic family. Um, it was good. A very... My, we were always raised like to piano lessons, playing music, stuff like okay. that. My dad was in a couple bands when he was my age. Um, okay, yeah, because I was going to ask you about yeah. So I always want to ask about growing up Catholic and growing up with yeah. music. So you clearly had both. Yeah, but we weren't really like we never really played music with each other. It, you know, oh. it's kind of weird, but interesting. But, but we each each kind of kid, except for the youngest, kind of stuck, had their own little um, instrument or my sister sang. My brother played the guitar. I played the piano. Um, yeah, really? so we all had our own thing, yeah. So, and there's no desire to play together or to play with your dad? 
uh when we were i don't i don't know it was weird you know when we were teenagers yeah we just never never really did i mean kind of now and then like when i when my mom turned 50 you know my dad like put together the the family band right and and we played some music for her and and we would do some um my dad would like especially as i i was kind of the kid that the sibling that took to it the most okay and you know my dad was pretty he he really taught me a lot of guitar and you know took me to a lot of lessons and all that kind of stuff but um yeah, we never really sat down and played together. So, so it's not like all you guys all sang with the church choir or or played music at church together. No, not together. No, not but together, we all but did. did. Yeah, or at least my my oldest sister and I. Yeah. Yeah, you did. So, but when you were writing music, like like how much of it, like when you were playing like at the local restaurant or 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 playing with the jazz band, like was there like the was there like a a separation do you think sometimes between your music and your faith or was it sort of did it feel like it was all yeah together definitely when i was in high school yeah definitely i i had i had a sincere faith in high school but it wasn't very um wasn't very profound it wasn't very deep you know okay Um, yeah and and so like my music was just kind of like a separate thing and i would Mm -hmm. kind of play for a youth group and things like that now and then but it wasn't until i went to franciscan that I really started to, the two started to kind of come together, you know? Right. And obviously you went to France, nobody goes to Franciscan unless they really have a desire to go to a Catholic (laughs) university. So, so I guess that you were already, you were looking for that kind of experience or that kind of deepening of your faith in a, in a university. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's definitely the case. And I think especially at Franciscan in the time that I was there, um, there was like this flourishing of, of music songwriters and. um, Okay. Yeah, people say like everyone at Franciscan plays guitar, you know, which is kind of true. Yeah. But um, in you know, kind of from my sophomore to junior to senior year, I saw a big transition. They built a new music center. They they've been investing a lot of money in music. They have hired um staff to minister to musicians on campus and oh, okay, friends and relationships were coming together. We were going on retreats and re- songwriting retreats and um things like that. So it all kind of came junior senior year is kind of when it came together when my my songwriting and my love for um, like jazz and soul music and things like that and kind of came together. Um, I had community, I had people to support me and encourage mm-hmm. me. Of course. And we had time and space for it, you know. Right. Um, okay. So it wasn't yeah, until I was at Franciscan that those things all kind of came out, you know. Yet you decided to study <laughs> nursing and not music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell me about that. Yeah, I... Um, I made that decision when I was 18, you know, in, in like senior <laughs> year of high school. Yeah. And in hindsight, especially now that I'm starting my career as a nurse now, like, you know, five or six months in, I realized like I didn't even know. Like God was just so good to me in putting that desire in my heart because it's just mm-hmm. uh, just the the 12 hour shifts and the kind of the work that you do. It, I really enjoy it. It's it's really good for me. Um, But yeah, I, I didn't. I, I didn't like, I want to have, I want to have a family, you know, I'm engaged right now. We're getting married later this year. Right. Hopefully. Yes. Um, we're still, it's still kind of up in the air, the date, but, but um, yeah. So, and I didn't, I didn't want music to be the, the thing. I didn't want to play music because I had to, you know? Yeah. I wanted to have yeah. something that I enjoyed. That makes that sense. That could me and then I could, enjoy, I could do music um, outside of that, you know, and not, not be stressed out, I guess. 
Yeah. I've got to play these gigs. I really don't want to play. I got to write songs when I don't really feel like it, you know? Right. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, and, and if you have a heart for nursing, I mean, that's where you should go because it's not for everybody. And and I can imagine. So after the pandemic, how are things you're in Pennsylvania now? Like how are things, is it like, cause here in Canada, it's really rough. We need nurses in Canada if you want to move. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like seriously. It's, it's, um, a burnout. Oh yeah. I, I see that here all the time. Um, and it's, it's, it's really not, it's not horrible, horrible at the, the unit that I'm in. I'm in like the greater Philadelphia area. Okay. Um, I work on a stroke floor and it's, I kind of, you know, going through school was right in the thick of COVID. Mm. And now I think we've kind of gotten out of the the real heat of that. Fortunately, you know, like I have friends that graduated then or just started working then. Mm-hmm. And they really, I think, got a lot of the brunt of, or the whatever the yeah, word is. I can imagine. Yeah. Is it, uh, I, you're not in a Catholic hospital, are you? No, I wish. No. Okay. No. So do you find that a challenge or is it, is it difficult at times? Um, yeah, it's, it's a pretty, uh, pretty woke um, hospital system, I guess, if, if you will, <laughs> which is unfortunate. Yeah. Um, but I, so far I work nights, so I don't really deal with a lot of, the the doc you know a night shift is kind of just like just keep them alive you know and let the day shift make the big decisions and so i don't right 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 i no, mean that's that's, always, that's a joke right you know it's not serious, it is but, no i know um, i think i know what you mean and 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 yeah. at the same time i think it's important to have people of faith strong faith working in a secular yeah, environment yeah. like that because you're probably helping out in ways that other people yeah yeah exactly and even couldn't. just last yeah. it, it's just so great to have that to be able to make that connection with people and people yeah. are more open to yeah people are. are more you know religious and, and they faith, are you know, many more christians than i think people really realize yeah no i know so just like the other night i had a, a patient that was like um this uh old you know protestant lady and she was just saying she was this african-american protestant lady and i was drawing blood and she was saying like Oh, bring the blood of Jesus in here tonight. Replete the blood, Jesus. Oh, amen. Bring the blood in this needle tonight. The devil had no no business making my blood pressure that high, you know. That's <laughs> it great. It was just this hilarious, and we just had this great connection. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's yeah. true. That's that's the, a blessing right there. What what a yeah. wonderful, uh, I guess, uh, opportunity. Um, tell me a little bit about the album. So you 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 crowdfunded it. You've you've all recorded. Uh, is it all recorded? And you're releasing singles. Yeah um yeah it's all recorded we're we're putting the finishing touches on the last tracks um yeah and we're gonna gonna release it kind of throughout the next few weeks and months some singles and then around easter time release the full album okay so it'll yeah it'll be like probably a single or two every month right around easter the whole thing so i'm always i'm always very interested in in how artists pick titles for their albums so you you you're calling your album as I am, or at least oh no, so so that's that's just one of the, the that's e- just that's one of the EP. tracks. Okay, oh, yeah, okay. so that's one of the tracks. So the the title of the album is just going to be self self titled Pat Briley. Oh, okay, which was a, a suggestion of uh, my father, um, and because kind of the the issue that I've struggled with with music has been this perfectionism and this constantly like a sculpture, you just like want to chisel it away more and more until you've totally ruined the the art, you know? Um, I, yeah. I've always struggled with scrupulosity and things like that. Okay. And so when I was crowdfunding, my goal was just to kind of like, just take the the songs that I've written and just, just do it. Just go send it, get the money and record them and stop worrying about making them perfect. Okay. And I originally the, the title was going to be As I Am. And then I realized that Bill Withers has an album um, <laughs> titled As I Am. <laughs> 
Darn. So, and then my dad, yeah, made that suggestion. And and so I um, thought that what better way to kind of present myself and my music candidly, than, yeah, yeah than course. to just self-title it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Although with what you said, As I Am also works as a good title. I mean, maybe maybe that's like your subtitle or your in brackets. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well. <laughs> at Briley, As yeah. I Am, because it's, yeah. it's as you are without making yeah. it too too perfect hopefully hopefully it doesn't need much perfectioning perfectioning perfecting because uh because it's good i mean certainly what we've been listening to is is really good pat i'm i'm really enjoying your sound and i and again i i love how different you know like i've heard four tracks and and they're pretty different pretty unique yeah yeah as they are so that's kind of that's kind of cool um so i'm looking forward to to hearing more and uh and maybe hearing more of those jazz influences in there i don't know yeah 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 i really love that that kind of stuff that more complex yeah yeah exactly yeah Yeah, some nice uh nice uh unusual chord progressions Um, yeah yeah anyway pat uh thank you it's been great meeting you uh thank you for sharing a little bit about yourself with us today and what you do and uh um looking forward to more music so we can get get you back on the program yeah, yeah, of course. Thank you so much. It's an honor. I'm, I'm grateful to, to God for this opportunity um, to be with you guys and to share my music. Amen. Yeah. Thank you. You can find Patrick Briley on Spotify and on YouTube and actually anywhere where you listen to music. If you missed any part of this interview uh, or to listen to the whole program, you can head over to our website, slmedia.org slash podcast, because all our programs are archived there. Here now is Pat Briley with Like a Lion. Brighter than the sun rising in the east Taller than the mountains deeper than the sea Maker of it all, creator and our king Our king At the mention of the name the demons run and flee Chains are broken off, the slaves run free Come on, come on, death, where is your sting, your sting? My God is like a lion. Our God is like a lion. listening to Pat Briley with his jazzy single, Like a Lion. 
This is a special edition of the Salt and Light Hour featuring our favorite conversations from the winter and spring of 2023. I'm Deacon Pedro. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And check us out at eselmedia.org. Welcome to the Salt and Light Hour, Part 2. I'm Deacon Pedro. Now, I'm sure that many of you have heard of the Camino de Santiago, known commonly as just the Camino, the way of St. James. It's that pilgrimage route in the north of Spain that is traveled by so many pilgrims every year. Maybe some of you have even walked the Camino. It is something that is definitely on my bucket list. Well, now... There is a new film which follows several pilgrims and shares their stories, the transformation of their souls, and without giving too much away, the radiance that will be revealed at the conclusion of their journeys. I have watched the film and it is an experience very close to what I think it would be to actually walk the Camino without ever leaving your couch, which will inspire you on your own interior journey into a contemplative relationship with God. Santiago the Camino Within will be in theaters across the United States for one day only on March 28th. And so to tell us more, we are now joined by Aaron Berghaus, who produced and directed the film. Aaron, welcome to the Salt and Light Hour. It's good to see you. Thank you, Deacon Pedro. I'm so excited to see you. It is. The disclaimer here is that Aaron and I, we met 20, 20 years ago, 21 years ago or so around World Youth Day Toronto. So um um, we have seen each other since then. It's not like I haven't seen you in 20 years. But okay, so tell us about the film, because I knew you as a songwriter, as a singer, and now you're making movies. So um, with I don't know if we need that. Maybe that's that's the subject for another interview. Um, but but how would you do so? Okay, so how would you describe the film, Santiago, The Camino Within? Well, I think um, our hope was to create a work of art that would reflect the beauty of the journey of St. James on the Camino, that um, Bishop Donald Hine, who's the narrator, will take the viewer no matter where they are, no matter who they are, mm -hmm. because God creates every person on the planet, but that he would be able to take their hand virtually and lead them along the journey. And then that journey really um, through, I think, uh, St. James and the grace of God, propels you to a place within your own soul. Um, that that's really the hope of the the art. So how did the how did the opportunity, I guess, to make the film came about? Is it was it as simple as that you found out your bishop was going to walk the Camino and or or I mean, because he's kind of like the protagonist, right? Um, well, so it really was, we were in the middle of the Echo produ production. And I don't know if you remember that one, Pedro, but that was um, that was the 36 English, 36 Spanish. So a 72 part documentary uh, series in alignment with the catechism of the Catholic church. Right. So we were in the middle of that and releasing two films a week. And my conversation with God at that time was, yeah. Oh Lord, this must be the final one. <laughs> this is this the final film Lord that you're <laughs> going to have me work on. Cause it, it was a huge project. And then it was as simple as opening an email, but I had no plan for it myself. Um, and so I call it the Holy Spirit hijack moment. Yeah, um, yeah. Where the minute I opened the email, it was just bam. I wasn't ready. 
I wasn't ready, but God makes us ready, doesn't doesn't He? Yep, and He pursues absolutely. us. Yeah, He pursues us relentlessly. Yeah. And so I surrendered, and um, and then everything unfolded. He laid it all out. It's all by grace. I just work and give everything that I am to serve the Lord. So whatever that is, you know. And it just happened to be that I really believe that was His plan. I had some discernment after that moment. Like, wait, okay. Let's make sure this is coming from the Lord. Mm-hmm. And um, and then he was so like obvious in confirming that, that um, then, of course, I was full in. <laughs> yeah, full of in. course. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, did you, did you actually, I mean, you would have been, did you actually walk the Camino as well? Like, I guess you were there. Right. We were on the ground. We were there. Yes, we walked, but it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, the official stamp. Yeah, you would have had so, to go. Because yeah. we had all the equipment, you know, and how that goes. you would have goes. had to go ahead. Yeah. Right. 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 And also it was very interesting because the bishop was landing and we, we all landed in Madrid, uh-huh. but the bishop was going to Saria uh-huh. and the Lord and Our Lady had been waking me up in the middle of the night to go the opposite direction, which is a big deal for me because I am not good with direction, even <laughs> around my neighborhood. I'm like the mom who gets lost. And so it was no, mm-mm, no, mm-mm, but you know, the waking of the night persisted. And yeah. so I, I felt called to go to a town called Zaragoza was, was uh-huh. the exact opposite direction. And I finally surrendered. And so we did that. We landed in Madrid and drove through the night to get to Zaragoza to film where Our Lady first appeared to St. James. Yeah. And her message to him was, you know, keep on keeping on, right? Just a must, just that perfect motherly encouragement of keeping on, keeping on to mm-hmm. the path that God had planned for him. And so we did that. And then we drove back and made it just about an hour before the bishop and the pilgrims were leaving Saria. So it was a, it was, and honestly, Pedro, you know, I still continued to discern was this, was like, was this God's plan to go to Zaragoza? And it wasn't until we landed many days later in Santiago at the cathedral. And um, the bishop had asked if we could have a private mass Mm -hmm. at the cathedral and we really had been asking for time to film at the cathedral for some time and we got i think 30 minutes (laughs) which i thought was you know i thought well the lord is going to move fast you know whatever we need in that 30 minutes we're going a long way so he must have it planned and um the day before we were to arrive there the bishop asked um if we could go and ask for a private mass there so we did and we walked into the sacristy and the sacristan was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And he looked at his books and he said, oh, I have one left. And I was like, that was a miracle, really. And it was, at, of course, at three o'clock. Oh. And it was in the chapel of the pillar, which is the name of the basilica in, in Zaragoza. Zaragoza. Yeah. And I just like started to cry because I knew at that moment then that was indeed God calling for it to begin there. It begins with Our Lady. And it ends with Our Lady. And Wonderful. It's just, yeah. Yeah, Our Lady of Pilar, uh, of the Pillar. Yes, um, yes. W- wow. Okay, I'm glad you shared that story because I was going to ask you to tell us some stories. Um, and I'm sure that the whole experience was full of stories like that. And because, I mean, your yes. whole life is full of stories like that. It is, yeah. Um, tell us about the, the screening um, and, and sort of how that's going to work on March 28th. 
Right. So we're so excited that it's beginning in the United States. And so all across the United States, one day only, March 28th, is in a theater near you. And we would be so grateful for um, all of our brothers and sisters to link arms with us and come to the the theater. Because to have faith-based films in theater distribution, we have to have an audience. And so we can't do that without you. And mm-hmm. so every single person is such a gift to us. And we'd love the opportunity, if you would allow us, to um, let the bishop take your hand and take you on the journey of the Camino. Mm-hmm. And and I loved how you described the film at the beginning, that you set out to create a work of art. And it truly is that. Thank uh, you. I mean, I don't know how else to explain. I'm not very good at explaining. And, and maybe I, we just should just let people go watch the film and, and experience it themselves. But it truly is a beautiful, beautiful work of art. Um, and, and for me, it was an experience of, you know, I'd love to walk the Camino. But I think Thank I already started. Uh, absolutely. Well, just before I met you, um, someone had given me the letter to artists from St. John Paul II. Yes. And of course, you and I, we first met each other. Um mm-hmm around all around St. John Paul too, right? Mm-hmm. And so I really believe that as artists, really all all that we can do is give our entire being, everything that God has given us to give back to him. And the art, you know, comes from such a deep place in our soul. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's all grace. That's all God. It's, it, we spend our lifetimes just trying to figure out who it is that God made us to be, right? Yeah. And every day is a discernment. But as we start to uncover who he's created us to be, um, that grace propels us to his plan, not ours. Amen. Amen. And I mean, as artists, we are in a, in the image of God, who is the ultimate the artist. King I mean, he, is, artist. he is the artist. I mean, everything right. he's created is art. Um, Aaron, thank you so much. Thank you for doing all that you're doing. We didn't get a chance to talk about your production company, Ahava Productions, but people, if they want to find out about the film, that's where they need to go. And I'm going to give them the, that information in a moment. Thank you for doing what you do and for making this film and for telling us all about it. And we'll, try, you, to get, we'll try to get you back on the show. Thank you, Deacon Pedro. God bless you. God bless you. Erin Berghaus. She is the producer and director of Santiago, The Camino Within. You can learn more about uh, their company, Ahava Productions, A-H-A-V-A, Ahava Productions. And you can find out all about Santiago, The Camino Within at their website, ahavaproductions.com. Again, Ahava, A-H-A-V-A, Ahava Productions. I'm going to put that link on our site so you can find it easily too, ahavaproductions.com. And uh, a reminder, if you missed any part of this conversation or to listen to the rest of the show, just go to our website, eselmedia.org slash podcast. Here now is Steadfast Worship with Wait from their new album, Wherever You Go. Eternal freedom that's at it. 
That was Steadfast Worship with Wait from their new album, Wherever You Go, and singing on that track was Erica of Steadfast Worship. I heard about Steadfast Worship some years ago, but honestly, and I'm a little ashamed to say this, I thought that they were just a parish music group. But since then, however, I've seen them everywhere here in the Archdiocese of Toronto, and that's because they're good. Not only do they lead worship at various events, run retreats, and they offer workshops, but they are talented songwriters with songs, as we've been hearing, that inspire listeners to deep prayer and worship. Steadfast Worship just released their very first EP titled Wherever You Go. And so to tell us more, I am now joined by Gabe and Jacob of Steadfast Worship. Guys, welcome to the Salt and Light Hour. Hello. Mm -hmm. Thank you for having us. No, Thank it's great. So um, and it's great so to finally um, uh, be able to sit... Uh, 
together and 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 uh, get to know you guys a little better. So so tell me a little bit about the group, uh, Gabe. Why don't you tell me how how did the group start? Did it start as a parish music group? Yes. So we um, we first started uh, out of uh, Saint Barnabas Parish in Scarborough, mm-hmm. um, just as a need for serving our um, youth ministry, actually. And then from there, we started to grow um, and get uh, more uh, get asked to play for more events like um, uh, other youth ministry events, like the training days or even uh, Edge Camp, mm-hmm. where we kind of officially um, started. I, I guess that's where we, we officially announced that we're an actual band, Steadfast. That was back in 2018. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, you guys, uh, you guys have become, I think, kind of like the Archdiocesan kind of youth or young adult uh, event band, I think that's fair to say. Now, Jacob, tell me where, because wh- there's five of you in the group now. Was it always the same group or ha- have some people come and gone in the last, I guess, five years? Um, yeah, so we're actually seven now, I believe. Oh, geez. Okay, yeah, I lost count. <laughs> the group. <laughs> yeah, but... Um, you have to update recently, your photo on the website. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, we recently um, uh, gained two new uh, members. Oh, nice. Adrian and Rowan. Okay. Our electric guitarist and keyboardist. Just this um, last year in January. So okay. That was really exciting. Yeah. Okay, so that's good. So who can tell me, what? why did you go with the name Steadfast Worship? um that's uh that's a good one i remember um a lot of it was discernment and prayer and we were really trying to go for different names we went researching i remember there was one night we were just what about this name or what about this name and it's it just wasn't fitting um but i think until uh steadfast has always kind of been coming up in prayer and of course in tons of the psalms you hear that at mass and a lot of the readings about god's steadfast love and worship and then just seeing here how i guess through through our lives and through um, through what we've seen um, with with music, like and our relationship with God, right? We God has always remained so steadfast to mm. us, no matter how um, uh, how many times we've let him down, or, or uh, uh, like it, it's always like an up and down and a wave. And that's why, if you can kind of notice, our logo is is like a wave, but it's a SW, right? So it's just it's just kind of like the the waves of of how. Um, Okay. Um, how our life is and how our, our uh, what's it called G- God's love for us is just it just keeps coming. It's overwhelming. It just it just keeps going. But then there's God that would just be able to say, just be still. So amidst all that chaos, there's still that, and then God is that uh, that light there to to be able to control that. Right. Uh, yeah. Okay. I never really paid attention to your logo, but I I can see that I can see that now. Um, I'm always curious to to talk when I, when I uh, speak to musicians, artists, uh, to learn a little bit about their own journey. Cause I mean, I, I think it's fair to say you guys are pretty young, um, definitely younger than I am. Um, and you probably were already doing music in church, like even before steadfast worship started. So like maybe Jacob, tell me a little bit about your journey. Like how did, why did you end up playing drums in church? Yeah. So I, I initially took up drumming when my uncle invited me to and he just gave me his drum set and uh i originally started with playing rock music yeah of course um my dad wanted me to play and um uh, i was invited by my music uh teacher in elementary school at saint barnabas parish so i started playing for school masses starting um in grade seven wow uh, yeah since then 
I was invited to play at youth groups and at our parish at St. Barnabas. Um, so music has always been a huge part of my life um, and my relationship with uh, Jesus. So nice. Um, yeah. And steadfast has been just a great extension to of course. Um, my relationship with Jesus. Yeah. Wonderful. And you gave, gave your, you're a guitar player, you're a bass player. You also sing. When did you start all of that? Um, yeah, so I started in high school. So I grew up, uh, um, my parents kind of forced me to to be part of their, uh, what's it called, uh, like a Catholic charismatic community. Um, okay. So I kind of grew, grew up into that. Um, and music has always kind of attracted me. So I started learning how to play guitar uh, through the community. Um, and I did that until university time. Um, and then I'd play for the parish and mass um, from time to time. Uh, but I think music was real part of my reversion story. So um, mm -hmm. after university, I was kind of searching again and um, someone from the St. Barnabas Parish kind of tapped me and was like, Hey, can you help us out with youth ministry for their music? And I was like, uh, sure. Okay, fine. Because I, I had that kind of, I missed playing music and I, and that was kind of like my passion. I was like, okay, I'll try it. And that's kind of what really stirred me into being open to service. And then for now here being with steadfast uh, doing it now for how many years. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you guys write songs? Like, is that a collaborative thing? Or is there one of you that mostly takes the lead on, on writing songs, Gabe? Uh, yeah, so we would normally kind of individually kind of come up with something. And then when we find that it's like, okay, this is really good, or I need help, then we'll throw it out to the rest of the group. What do you think of this? And then we'll kind of pray about it and try to play around with it. Um, and yeah, and then it just evolves into a process where like, okay, let's add this or add this. And then uh, we just kind of try it out. But uh, yeah, it's just a lot of the times it's just usually just through prayer. Um, we'll, we'll each add like some mm. sort of part into it, um, either lyrically or, or within the music or the melody. Yeah. And, and Jacob, for this album, wherever you go, was it just a matter of, Oh, we got you know seven good songs here. Let's put an album together, or or was it more uh, intentional? Like, let's do an album. Um, I would say it was definitely an intentional process. Oh yeah, and uh, longer than we actually expected. <laughs> um, yeah, but um, yeah, God really <laughs> took us through a journey with writing these songs and yeah, um, being able to pray with them as well. Uh, with the very early stages, I think we started writing um these songs uh in 2021 okay. late 2021 and um yeah it's been an intentional process of all the words um the music that we use um the the feelings of the songs and mm. intentional so um yeah it's been a um really intentional journey with praying with with the songs well i'm glad you said that because it does feel like it was intentional there's something very definitely prayerful about the album of all the songs um and i think that's something very unique about you guys actually when i've even heard you live at events um did is that the hope like i'm always curious about about album titles and i know that like one of the tracks is called wherever you go but do you feel that wherever you go kind of summarizes gabe the whole the whole intent of the album uh yeah i would think so so um i remember when we the pandemic kind of really put us and kind of made us okay think of like okay what do we want to do as a ministry so mm -hmm. uh we were just really starting and getting ramped up we released our first um 
our first single, uh, Great Things, back in 2020, just before the pandemic, like literally just before the pandemic yes. hit. And we had so many plans and so uh, so many goals that we wanted to hit. Uh, but once the pandemic hit, everything kind of stopped still. And we, we were like, okay, we don't really have um, like ministry events that we're going to play for and something mm-hmm. like that. But I think uh, through the process of time, um, slowly, once pandemic kind of got um, wind down and we were starting to get events again to play for and just be together as a ministry um, and being able to write more songs. We just noticed that it's our calling was just to be like, yes, Lord, we will go wherever you want us to go. We'll wait wherever you want us to wait and we'll do whatever you want us to do, but it's still, we're going to follow you. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a good, I think a good message for all of us uh, at all times. Um, We have to leave it there, but uh, it's been really good uh, chatting with you guys today learning a little bit more about the ministry and i know that we're probably going to end up doing events and stuff together more as uh, we are in the same archdiocese so i'm really looking forward to that and i'm really looking forward to uh more music from you guys because i really mean it there, there's a, a real sense of of prayerfulness to to the work that you guys do and and that's definitely the kind of music that i like to listen to so thank you for that gift and uh thank you for what you guys do oh thank so you much. thank you so much thank for the so opportunity You can learn all about Steadfast Worship at their website, steadfastworship.ca. If you missed any part of this interview, you can head on over to our website, slmedia.org slash podcast. All our programs are archived there. And here now to take us out is Steadfast Worship with I Will Sing from their new album, Wherever You Go.
We're listening to Steadfast Worship with I Will Sing from their album, Wherever You Go. And that concludes this special edition of the Salt and Light Hour. Learn all about Salt and Light Media and support what we do at our website, slmedia.org. If you have any questions or comments, or just to say hello, reach out to me through Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Subscribe to the Salt and Light Hour wherever you get your podcasts. And also listen to us on your Amazon Echo, Alexa, or Google device. I'm Deacon Pedro, and this has been a special summer edition of the Salt and Light Hour.